artists are teaching online more than ever. In today's episode, we're talking about how a subscription box transformed a hand lettering membership. It helped students complete the projects and made them feel more connected to the membership. Plus, Casey is sharing her shipping woes, and we can laugh about it now. Come listen. Welcome to the Launch Your Box podcast with weekly tips, tricks, and strategies to start, launch, and grow your subscription box. Now, here's your host, Sarah Williams. Hey, everybody. I'm here with my friend, Casey Hope, with Pizzazz Art Studio. She has an awesome lettering membership called Whatever Letter. And today we're going to talk about how she took her art, her lettering, turned it into a membership, added a subscription box to that, and has just really exploded. Casey, welcome to my podcast. Why don't you tell everybody a little bit about what you do and then tell them about what whatever letter. Yeah, so I um, teach kids and adults. We've done that in our brick and mortar art studio for um, about 13 years. And then a few years ago, we started our whatever letter lettering subscription. And that is a membership. It's online where we teach ladies how to hand letter. We mix in some art in there um, and just really kind of help ladies experience peace and play in their everyday through art. Now, in addition to teaching online, we also, with this membership, send them a fun little box that we call Happy Mail. And in that box it includes some traceables for their hand lettering some scripture cards and then some um just some different materials that they can use on the monthly project that we're going to do so that's kind of what our subscription is so you're teaching them in an online format mm -hmm. and then you're also sending them a box of supplies to go with your teachings every month right okay right. so let's talk a little bit about how this started and why you decided to put this box component with the membership because you could have very easily just showed up made some videos taught people how to hand letter told them where to go get supplies but why did you choose to um, add a box to your membership yeah so i had actually tried to do a little bit of online classes uh, before we started this membership and one thing that i saw time and time again was it seemed like people would buy a class or the argument we kind of would have a, a membership but it wasn't one that they were like, forget about it. They were not, I could see they weren't logging in, they weren't doing the lessons and they would just forget about it. So I was trying to think of how can we make this not just an online membership that they're gonna forget about, but how can we do something that can um, be a tangible like experience, something that gets delivered to their door, they can touch it, they can open it, they can get excited about the lessons. And um, we just wanted to create kind of an experience around the membership. And so um, that box was a tangible little something that they could open. So that's, we just we really wanted that component that touch point into our membership there's something about having the physical product in your hands like you have this great online stuff but having that new pin show mm -hmm, up or mm -hmm. having that blank canvas mm -hmm. or whatever media that you choose for every month show up and you think oh i need to log in and mm -hmm, see what we're mm -hmm. making with this how, how has that connected your members? Well, it could be a barrier to entry, but if they don't have the supplies. Yeah. So by giving them something that, okay, I don't have to go get this. Like we don't send everything they need. They're going to still need a few basic supplies, mm -hmm. but by giving them that little bit to start with, they are more comfortable to jump in and to do the lessons. And then when they're doing the things, they're sharing their posts and, the, and then you see them to start 
experience wins because they're, you know, they're creating and doing the stuff. So just the simple act of getting something that gives them a jumping off point, getting that one supply that they don't have to go by, you know, that they can sit down, do the video. And then um, they're just a lot more involved in the community of the, uh, of the membership because they've got what they need. Right. There's not this extra step that they have to go find what you're doing or getting frustrated because they can't find it. You've created a way for them. We talk about consuming the contents of the box all the time Mm -hmm, in mm Launcher Box and how we've got to go out of our way to help them consume Mm -hmm. what we're sending them. And you're helping them consume their membership by sending this box. Exactly. I think about, you know, we have a lot of artists and crafters and different things, you know, in our audience. And there's so many ways that every kind of artist can do this, Mm -hmm. right? Like we see art kits a lot. We see craft boxes. We see kids um, Mm -hmm. art. There's just a lot of ways to bring what you're teaching in a digital space really into a physical box. Right. And I don't think you, I think sometimes it can be overwhelming because if we look and if I was providing everything they need, we couldn't, it wouldn't make sense financially. We cannot afford to do that, but I'm providing the harder to find supplies. Like, do you see like, if you've got a paintbrush and some paint, well, I'm going to provide this custom made wood cutout thing for you, you know? So I'm yes. not, we're not providing everything. So, um, I think that's important to remember too, as yes. artists, like, don't think that you've got to send every single thing, just let them know what to expect. And you send the, the, the rare, hard to find something, something, you know, yeah, that the you create. The right. Uh-huh. I see a lot of the the art box and the craft boxes inside our membership that we, when we do the unboxings, mm-hmm. they send the paint and the glue mm-hmm. and the, and you don't have to send that all that adds up. It adds it up. It costs a lot. Mm-hmm. It's very time consuming mm-hmm. to separate all those things. But if you just send the, the, really the heart of the project right. there, show them where they can get the, the, the little supplies and right. you know, really any crafter, any Has artist, it. Absolutely. We're, we're just hoarders right. of all that stuff. Like we <laughs> right. probably have drawers and drawers of paint and glue mm-hmm, and any mm-hmm. of the little things. We just want to send them the bulk of the mm-hmm. project and then they can add the rest. So right. I love that. Let's talk a little bit about where you started and then how you've grown and you've just had like massive growth this year. So I want to kind of break that down your little, your journey for mm-hmm, them a little mm-hmm. bit. And then we're going to talk about some of the challenges that you faced. Okay. Yeah. So we started with the lettering club. We, um, launched it and, uh, our first launch was 167 members and we were thrilled with that. Like that blew our expectations. And so we, we, you know, we were excited with that, but we've continued to grow. I feel like we kind of were slow. It didn't feel slow at the time, but looking back, it kind of seemed a little bit slow because when I look at my numbers, we were maybe a year and a half in, in January of this, of 2020, we were at around 400. So that's not a whole lot more than the 167 um, that we started in 2018. But then now in January, 2021, we're over a thousand. So it's uh, been a big jump in growth um, this year. And we've been very thankful. Well, I know with a lot of growth very quickly comes challenges. Mm -hmm. And we were laughing before we jumped onto the podcast about some of the early challenges for you. And there's a lot of people listening that are just starting the subscription box. And so they might be experiencing some of the challenges that you did. So let's just talk about your shipping challenge. Yes. First. <laughs> okay. So 
um, the very first month, you know, I said we had 167 and um, that month they were not actually in boxes. They were in envelopes, but uh, we didn't know anything other than take them to the post office because you've never shipped anything before. Right. You had a local art studio where yes. you taught classes and this right. was a whole new world. Right. For you. We did not ship product, nothing. So we we're like, well, we guess we take them to the post office. So we, uh, <laughs> we labeled all of these 167 packages and we just walked into the post office with boxes and boxes and boxes of these things that had no shipping labels. So you know, they take them and they scan it and they have to type in the zip code and they have to print out a, pr- a sticker and then they put it on one and then they do that to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> they scan it, type in the computer, da, 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 and then do the next one. And we, I, we were there for so long. I could feel the line behind me just getting longer and longer and people being mad because I'm not moving. And like, and they see all the boxes of packages. So it's like, they know it's just, I'm going to be a while. And, oh, I was, I would talk to the lady, you know, the, um, the postal worker. I'm like, I'm not looking behind me. I'm not going to look behind me. <laughs> I could feel you like standing there sweating and having all the anxiety. And then I was there so long. I mean, I feel like it was, it was close to an hour. And so, um, and I had to call another employee just to come stand in line. I was like, I've got places to be. And so (laughs) after that, the, she told us the sweet lady at the post office was like, you know, there's other ways to do this. <laughs> and I was like, no, ma'am, I don't. Can you please tell me? And then I think I talked to you and yes. you told me ship station and different things. Um, so I got some advice there, but, yeah. but Hey, you know, like it was hard and it was crazy and embarrassing, but we got those packages out. Like we, you have we to start somewhere. You we know? don't know. We don't right, know. Right? Right. We, don't, we just think if we're going to mail something, we take it to the post right. office. Right? We right. don't know. Right. And um, what are some other, you know, challenges as I've experienced this, you know, massive growth this year. I know that with growth comes more challenges. Mm-hmm. And what are some of those for you as you've gotten into the over thousand mark? Yeah, we had a couple. So um, one of the challenges has been just um, the supp- supply. You know, it's not as easy to find a thousand of the same thing as it was to find 200 of the same thing to put into boxes. Um, and another uh, challenge has been just the, the logistics of packing day. So with um, going back to the challenges of finding, you know, the bigger quantity, I've had to really work different relationships and call different vendors and talk to them and be a lot more prepared and say, Hey, we're looking at this three months down the road or, you know, or what, what is in stock that you've got this much, you have to have really had to, um, just form those relationships and talk to people so that that, talk to the vendors. Um, so that I'm not, you can't, when you have the higher numbers, you can't just the month before figure out what you're doing. (laughs) You know, you you got to plan it, right. You got to plan it and know it and find out where you are getting your stuff from and do they have the quantity and can they ship ship it to you on time? And it's about building those relationships, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, as you use vendors that really come through for you and really have a good supply, Mm -hmm. how can you then build a relationship with them so that you can use them frequently? Yeah. Um, We had, so we've had some vendors that are so awesome. Like they know we're on time crunch and they know that their product was a little bit late and they're like, we'll come down and help you pack. (laughs) Thank you, but it's okay. (laughs) We got it. (laughs) That's a great lead into packing day. I know that it's like this big event. Mm -hmm, It is for mm -hmm, me. mm -hmm. It's really kind of a fun day Mm -hmm. and it is for you. And I know that our listeners would love to just kind of hear what a packing day looks like for a thousand boxes. 
Yeah, so it's definitely not a day. Uh, it takes a little bit longer than a day. Um, uh, we, it's kind of very similar to what you do. We prep beforehand. So if it's boxes, we are, um, I have a lot of high school girls that work with us. So after school, they are there at the studio anyway, and they are just over to the side if they have some free time folding those boxes. And um, there's a lot of pre stuff that gets done with the folding the boxes. We have a lot of um, paper material, um, you know, the schedule, the cards, the traceables. So we will usually like after we have prepped either the boxes or the envelopes we've got one day where we are just in there and just you know it's just an assembly line of putting the paper stuff together putting it through in a clear packet and we get all of our papery stuff together um and then we have now kind of had to figure out a system because we are working out of a brick and mortar studio that's also an art studio um we have had to be like okay we can't pack while we have kids in here, you know, or adults, we can't even pack when we know tomorrow is going to be a party day. So we've had to actually shut everything else down for about three days um, and say, okay, we're not booking any parties. We're not having any classes. Blocking out that schedule. Blocking it out. And um, and for those three days, it is just, you know, we use all those tables to line up the boxes and have the assembly line. Um, and what's great is you know, I know a lot of the listeners might not have a, a huge team, but sometimes, a lot of times, we are calling people just, you know, from our youth group. They're not in, you know, they're not on staff with us, but they love coming in and just doing it for a little bit. Um, we, you know, there's a lot of teenagers that are happy just to come in and have fun. We, we make it fun. Yeah. We turn on music. Earn a few dollars. We, we make it a competition. <laughs> we say, okay, who's going to, you know, who can get this? What we're labeling. How many labels can you do in 10 minutes? Go. You know, we just make it, we make it fun. And it's not people that are, you know, on our regular staff. And I love that because I, I see as um, some of our members are starting to grow, they don't have teams, but mm -hmm. when you're packing a hundred or 200 or 300 boxes, even um, that is very laborious for mm -hmm. one person mm -hmm. to do, or, mm -hmm. you know, for me in the beginning, I'm bribing my kids mm -hmm. with like anything that they, mm -hmm. you know, wanted to come help me. And it was like pulling teeth to get them to um, really do something for me. And so having just a core group of friends mm -hmm. or family or, you know, your, your teenager and their mm -hmm. friends to come mm -hmm. help you pack, then you don't have to put a bunch of employees on staff right. and it's right. really beneficial for you. And you really, I mean, I, we have heard it time and time again, like people, they just tell us it's fun. It's so fun. we're like, okay. So that makes me want to make it even more fun. So there'll be sometimes where it's been an extra hard pack and it's been, you know, everybody's really tired and I will just call up, you know, the girl that gives us massages. I'm like, can you come down here and give us, bring 10 gift certificates? And we just surprised them like, guess what everybody's getting? <laughs> Massages all around. So we we try to make it fun for everybody who's there, That's you know, really and reward. Fun. You can buy them pizza. You can do whatever. Mm -hmm. You can make you can make packing day a lot of fun. Yeah, I love that. Um, you know, one of the things that I always ask people, um, because I know from my own business and my own life, that having this subscription box, having that recurring revenue just show up in my business um, has really changed my business. It's changed my life. And I would love to hear a little bit about how it's changed your business. I know we've gone through some really big challenges in 2020. Mm -hmm. um, you know, both of us have a brick and mortar store. And so that's really affected us. But how has this changed your business and your life it has uh flipped our business uh there was you know the studio um teaching was what we started with and that is was a hundred percent of our income for a long time or a hundred percent of our business and you know when we started this it was kind of on the side and our studio was still 80 percent of our business 
Well, then COVID hit and we had to shut down our business completely, our, our, not our whole business, our brick and mortar portion. And there was just a lot of, uh, you know, fear and scared and, oh my gosh, what were we going to do? And in the same moments of feeling the fear and the scared, like I was then reminded, like, we've got this subscription, <laughs> you know, we've got this online membership, reoccurring revenue that is not dependent on this building. And even though this building got shut down, like we, it just gave me so much just peace, you know, I mean, there was still a lot of scariness happening <laughs> around the, around the shutdown. Um, but it was just like, okay, I can breathe. I can, you know, I can still pay my employees. We can still have food on our table, <laughs> but, um, and I think just the security of that, the reassurance meant, yes, that you had money huge. coming in every yes, month. Yes. You didn't have to show up and sell stuff during the pandemic right. when everything was shutting down. Right. You didn't have to worry about income coming in. And I think that's the same for me. Yeah. It's, it's really what changed um, my outlook. And it really just makes you feel secure yeah. and stable and not even just secure. We could grow it. Yeah. You know, we couldn't, I mean, the studio was completely shut down. We couldn't grow anything there. We were safe, secure, and we could grow that business even with everything shut down. Like yeah. that was huge. And so now when I say that it's completely flipped our business, I mean, our studio is like 20% of our business now, and yes. there's 80% that are our online memberships and subscription boxes. I love it. It's so good. Uh, Casey, we are going to wrap up our conversation mm -hmm. today and I, with one piece of advice that you would give, because there's a lot of people listening that maybe haven't started their subscription box. They've barely started their subscription box. What advice would you give for anyone new to the subscription box industry? If you are just kind of thinking about it and you're, you're worried that you don't have all the pieces, I would say just start, like just, just start. start. It can be sloppy. It can be small. Like you're going to learn the lessons. You're going to stand at the post office. Like I didn't hope you don't hope you learn from me, <laughs> but you, you know, I, and that wasn't, there was a lot more mistakes along the way. There was, you know, times where we printed out labels and forgot to have them on sticky paper. So then we had to tape them on every single packet. You know, there was a lot of those little mistakes and, you know, this, you know, starting small is there is no shame in that. That is where you learn how to create the systems that you need so that as you grow, you've got, you've got, them. you've got your processes down. Right. It's easier if you have 50 mistakes yes. than 500 yes. mistakes. Right. And so right. really just finding your groove. I think it's a rhythm. It's a mm -hmm. process that you mm -hmm. have to put in place and everyone's looks just a little different. Mm -hmm. um, and so I love how you said, just start small, mm -hmm. build on top of that and mm -hmm. don't be afraid. Yeah. Right. Don't right. Yeah. Afraid. Yep. Awesome. Well, Casey, I've loved having you on my podcast today where can they find you where can they follow you and, yeah, and so see what you're doing we um pizzazzonline.com is our website p-z-a-z-z -Z is how you spell pizzazz on uh facebook you just be sure to put the apostrophe in pizzazz p-apostrophe z-a-z-z pizzazz art studio all right thank you so much casey i appreciate all right. you all right see ya if the idea of creating a subscription box is swirling around in your head i encourage you to head over to launchyourboxwithsarah.com get on our wait list and grab some of our free downloads to help you get started. That's launchyourboxwithsarah.com.